Hello and welcome to the Coach Mark in Manila podcast. I am Coach Mark in Manila coming to you from the Philippines, from ESL, businessenglishexperts.com and initial-impact.com. I'm happy to report that I have enjoyed coaching over the span of my coaching career, hundreds of students worldwide in pretty much every sector you can think of, whether it be lawyers, doctors, engineers, IT experts, marketeers like myself. Um, the list is endless. It goes on and on. Traders, cryptocurrency experts. Hello, Charlie, if you're listening, it's been good to work with you in the past, my friend. I've got lots of fantastic students worldwide, and I consider you all part of the Coach Mark in Manila family. I've been blessed and honored to do so much coaching that, quite frankly, at times, my voice has literally given out. And of course, these days, yeah, I've got a few health issues, so I'm stepping back a lot from my intensive coaching and uh, really just focusing on quality coaching, one-to-one group sessions, mostly trying to give as much of my information away freely as possible in these podcasts. It's my gift to you all. I really want to try and spread this as far and wide as possible because, as I've said before, and I'll keep saying it, I don't believe that English should just lie in the hands of those special few who can afford to get that coaching. If you can afford to get that coaching, that's brilliant. I'm not judging anybody here, but it's a hard life. And there are many, many people out there, particularly in the pandemic, which is why in the pandemic, I joined several platforms to try and bring high level coaching to people who really could never afford uh, financially to get themselves in the position to get high class coaching. And I was privileged to be able to do that. Um, But clearly, um, doing something like that takes a lot out of you because there are hundreds of students, even now, still wanting to work with me. And I thank you all. If you are discovering me from Googling me, um, then it's a great, great privilege to have found that you found your way here to me. Um, And if I've had to decline you recently, it's nothing personal. It simply is. My health is just not going to hold up. I'm pretty much exhausted. So um, I'm trying to do something slightly more practical here and scalable, and that is to reach you all with this information in one big go via podcasts. And it also means that uh, my, I don't know, my knowledge, whatever it's worth, um, is out there for the future. Okay, it's kind of preserved there. As long as cyberspace and the internet and this podcast is still hosted, then I will go on. And that is my big wish to put that information into the hands of whoever you are, wherever you're listening. I mean, you might be from some outer country somewhere I've hardly ever heard of. And I've got listeners as far wide as Nepal, um, Algeria, um, Mongolia. I mean, it's just amazing when I look at the statistics of how far this podcast is reaching. And I feel real gratitude to you all for listening. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. Now, today I'm going to continue on the theme again of IELTS. And this is something I'm getting messaged a lot about at the moment. So I figured I would speak to this today. All right. Can you use contractions like wanna, gonna, gotta, okay, in IELTS speaking? Will this result in a lower mark if you use these? Okay, it's a very good question. Firstly, let's concern ourselves with what are contractions. So contractions are where you combine two or more words to make them shorter, and it helps them flow when speaking. So it is becomes it, want to becomes wanna, okay? And most contractions are clearly used informally in speaking. So the question is, is the IELTS speaking test formal or informal? Well, here's the surprise, people. It may be a test, but it is 100% informal. So part one, okay, is like an informal short answer question. Part two is an informal talk, a chat, I suppose you could say, right? 
And part three is an informal discussion on broader current issues. So this means basically all informal language is absolutely fine to use in every part of the test. Or we could go for a higher level word here, couldn't we? Every aspect of the test. Okay, so they are expected to be used, okay, because they are part of accepted spoken English. Remember, spoken being the operative words here, okay. Um, now, I believe even some people have pointed out, and I believe this is correct, that even contractions have been used by the fine establishment, such as the BBC. Well, it used to be a fine establishment. I'm not so sure these days, but anyway, and, um, and the British Royal Family, all right, and this is totally true. All right, they use contractions too. So wanna and gonna, okay, are absolutely fine to use these types of contractions in pronunciation in the speaking test. But please, please, please do not use them in your written. Okay, that's very important. Spoken only people. So if you start writing in your IELTS academic essay or just general writing, wanna and gonna, you're going to have a problem. You're gonna have a problem. And you wanna get it right, okay? So, want to, I really wanna go to the cinema tonight. The majority of students want to travel before starting university. Going to, okay, gonna. He's gonna visit his grandmother this evening. The local council are gonna improve the roads in this area. So wanna and gonna, okay, um, are only used in the spoken English. As I've just said, never, never, never in writing unless you want to get into serious trouble. All right, okay. So when we think about it, they are pronunciation features. It's how we pronounce want to, but certainly not when we write it. It's fine, obviously, to use these words in a speaking test, and certainly it will help with your pronunciation band score, actually. So are these contractions in the dictionaries? Yes, they are. Uh, you can find them in the Cambridge Dictionary, so you are absolutely 100% fine to use them. Now, let's go a bit further. So pronunciation is clearly 25% of your marks if you're doing the IELTS speaking. Um, this means that the way you pronounce those sounds, words, and sentences is definitely assessed marked in the speaking test. So part of that includes linking sounds, linking words, including gonna and wanna. It's and doesn't. Okay, so try to use, lose, I don't think about losing them, try to use them, try to learn these contractions and then utilize them, nice word instead of use, utilize them, okay, embed them, that's nice, all right, okay, naturally in your test, okay. So here's a common list of contractions, repeat after me, what I'd like you to do, everybody, remember active listening always with me. Good gracious. I keep saying this to I'm blue in the face. That's a good idiom, right? It means until I stop breathing and I'm dead. Okay. Blue in the face. Good one. I don't want to be blue in the face, but here, active listening. Pen and paper at the ready. Never, never, never please use your tablet or cell phone because it's been proven psychologically that if you punch things on a screen, it does not activate the psycho-neural circuits in your head as well, which means because we haven't evolved at the rate of technology, our brains still perform better when we do physical things to embed learning. Pen and paper has been proven to get these concepts to stick in your brain faster than if you're just punching it on a tablet, smartphone or whatever. Okay, you have been warned. So listen to the vocabs, listen to the words and the contractions, try to then use them yourself after the podcast to discuss perhaps what you've heard me talk about. Okay, and then also try to use them in your general conversations with your colleagues or yourself during the course of this week, please. All right, to be, I am becomes I'm. You are becomes your, he is becomes he's, she is becomes she's, it is becomes it's, we are weird, they are there, 
Okay, so I think those are fairly straightforward, but I think I need to put them down. To have, I have is I've. Okay, I have, I've. You have, you've. He has, he's, etc. Right? Will. I will is I'll. I'll go there tomorrow. You will. You'll be doing this later. He will. He'll speak to me tomorrow. Etc. Etc. Okay. Negatives. Let's look at these. Is not. Isn't. Are not. Aren't. Does not. Doesn't. Did not. Didn't. Has not. Hasn't. Have not. Haven't. Should not. Shouldn't. Would not. Wouldn't. Could not. Couldn't. Okay. Now remember, they are not used in formal writing, including IELTS writing task two, report writing, formal business letters, or any other type of stuff. <laughs> That's not a very high level word, is it? Um, any other stuff that you're going to be writing, okay? But they are excellent to use in IELTS speaking because contractions can also be, be used in many different ways to sound more natural and native and feel more relaxed, which should hopefully boost your confidence. Some advanced contractions for you now, okay? Again, only using speaking, please. So I should have, I should have, should not have, shouldn't have. I could have, I could have, I could not have, I couldn't have. Okay, I would have, I would have, I would not have, I wouldn't have. Okay, example sentences using these. I should have finished my homework last night, but I didn't. He wouldn't have gone to the shops if he'd have known how expensive it was going to be. All right, yeah, some nice words. Okay, the government should have developed better recycling policies. If they want to limit global warming, they need to limit the use of disposable packaging. And the best way is to provide cheaper and more efficient options. All right. I'm just trying to make some of these up for you. If you're going to learn a language, then improve your pronunciation. Okay. It's very direct, isn't it? All right. Now, let's talk about how you're going to use them. All right. So the pronunciation, let's just talk a little bit more about the pronunciation. Is it marked and how is it marked? Yes. It's part of the IELTS speaking test, and the examiner will basically award you scores for your pronunciation. So it's essential you get those right. As I've said, it doesn't matter if you use contractions at all. This is what I said, it doesn't matter. Not matter. It doesn't matter, okay, or it doesn't matter. Matter. So you can hear how native speakers, we run stuff together yeah, all the time, right? And this is why I speak at the regular speed I do as well, because I'm trying to help you get up to speed how it's going to be in the IELTS and the real world people, you are not going to have somebody speaking like this all the time and enunciating every single word for you. Okay, it doesn't happen. It's just not gonna, gonna happen, right? Okay, so you've got to get used to the idea and this is why I go at this speed. But the good news is if I am speaking a little bit too fast for you here and I apologize, you can slow me down. Wherever you're listening, I'm sure there is that little button that's the beauty of podcasts, which is why I prefer them actually to live coaching at times. You can stop me. You can say, shut up, Mark. <laughs> Hit the pause button. That's what I often say in my sessions, isn't it? Everybody who knows me. I just say, if you go too fast, say, shut up, Mark. Just, I don't get offended. It's okay. But you can do it here. You can just pause me and say, I'll come back to you later. Or rewind me, switch me off completely. Or if you want, just slow me down. Or speed me up if you want some real good fun. Um, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't sound very good on high speed. Okay. So is it a good idea to use this? Absolutely. You're going to probably get some extra marks for this type of pronunciation. Remember the criteria, people. Fluency is 25%. Vocab is 25%. Grammar, 25%. And pronunciation, also 25%. So I think there's a bit of a pattern there, right? 25% for all. Okay. So 
Let's look at the number of features of pronunciation that a speaking examiner will likely to assess you on. Right, okay. Below here, kind of, you know, just take this with a little bit of pinch of salt. These are not set in stone, but ideally speaking, form this in your mind. Right, they're going to be listening to your linking sounds and words, your sentence stress, okay? So this links down into chunking as well. So how are you putting parts of a sentence together into chunks to create stress and clarity within a sentence? So my Arabic speakers, you do struggle at times with overchunking. Everything get the, 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 okay? So we've got to have you sounding more fluent, okay? This is also something that can happen with other nationalities as well. The individual sounds they're listening for with similar sounds. Again, Arabic speakers, the put and the but sound, right? really challenging, I know, okay? The m, n, d, and tut sound as well is a problem. Consonant clusters, so the sh, the ch, okay, etc. The length of the vowels, okay? Hello, my Asian students. Sheep and ship, okay? We have this. So I often say sheep should be like taking a long leap off a cliff, right? Leap away, really fly away from the cliff. But ship, you just want to think of standing on the cliff and dropping straight off, not trying to leap away from it. Ship, short, ship or sheep, okay? But you definitely do not go on holiday on a sheep. Well, not unless you're going for some strange holiday, right? <laughs> All right, so you get the point. Otherwise, you get them mixed up, it can get dangerous. And I had one lovely student in China. I will never forget him. He's a great guy. If you're listening, my friend, hello. Right, Mr. Zhu, Mr. Zhu, you are a great, great human being. Mr. Zhu had a few problems with some words. We won't say what the words were. We Thankfully, he sorted them out and he did a fantastic job. He actually passed his IELTS with... Flying colours, that's a lovely idiom, and got himself into a very nice university in London. So well done and good luck to you, Mr. Zoo. I owe a lot to you as well, my friend. Um, you are an inspiring individual. So yeah, it can happen, but certainly my Asian speaking students from Korea, China, etc., there is a tendency for you to get the length of the vowels wrong. Sheep and ship, okay? Slip and sleep. All right, so work on those. The schwa sound, that lazy vowel sound, it's never stressed, okay, like it's in dangerous, okay. Um, these are one, ones, the, the main ones, okay, but there are others. Strong and weak forms, okay. So if you think about it, and, so and can be pronounced as n, so like fish and chips, fish and n, fish and chips, okay, instead of fish and chips, okay. Bread and butter instead of bread and butter, okay, this and that not this and that, okay? So it depends on how and when you use this word, but that's something to think about. The pronunciation clearly is looked at, the word stress and syllables, the sounds inside the word that carry the stress, are you putting it on the right part of the word? Contractions, as we've just said, I've been, instead of I have been, um, I'm going to, I'm gonna, okay? I did not, I didn't, my name's, Whatever my name is, right? You get me. Okay. So it's important for you to understand these are the types of things that they are looking at. Um, when we consider accents, uh, does your accent need to be British English? Of course it doesn't. No. Um, it's an international English test, of course, but you can have any accent you like. It doesn't need to be British. Um, you can have any single accent that you like, all right? And when we look at it, I, it doesn't really matter at all. But what I would say is this. Very careful here, people. This is a very important point. Highly important, actually. Right. When you do your writing, you need to decide are you using British English or American English? All right. Okay. And I would say clearly British English because this is, okay, it's an international English test. 
But I would go for British English if you can. But if you're going for American English, fine. But ultimately, keep it the same. Do not mix your spelling for the writing test. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Mm. Well, you can have a mixed accent for the speaking test. You can have an accent that's coming a little bit from America, a little bit from Britain. You cannot mix your spelling. So we don't want the American color being spelt there. And then you coming up with some British other version later on has to be consistent and stick to it okay people this is really important um people often ask me about pronunciation advice i can help you with smoothing out your pronunciation even accent reduction i don't encourage you trying to get rid of your accent unless you're a voice actor and need to do that for a particular reason your accent is part of who you are it's your culture and you should be proud of it right okay the point of learning english is not to become british american canadian whatever it's so that you can converse with a wider wider range of people worldwide, okay, and absolutely get information from them too, right? You can share your cultures because you can now speak another language. That's the point of it, not to become that nationality. So be proud of your heritage and stick with it. But pronunciation, okay, that's a little bit different. So sometimes our accents and our native language can trip us up and get in the way. So the, the thing I'd like you to realize is that it's important for you to concentrate on pronunciation. And the way to do it is to listen Listen to news channels, documentaries, films, whatever um, can be helpful, but make sure they're not rushed or muffled by music, all right? Be careful. Get that pronunciation right by listening to it and then practicing it out loud. Record your own speaking, listen back and double check. It's really important for you, okay? Because without that practice, as I say, 10 minutes every day, all right, it is going to be a challenge. So that's important. Also, when we look at things such as, um, let's just talk briefly here about um, some of the things that you need to know about. So words, how are they counted in IELTS, right? So, for example, um, we might say, well, if you're writing things, okay, and how do I know about my word count, right? What counts as what, right? Okay. So um, dates written as both words and numbers are counted, such as the 12th of July becomes one number and one word, all right? So it classes as two words, for example. So you need to think about this, okay? Um, also, we count every single word. Prepositions, in, at, okay? Everything is counted, all right? Hyphenated words like keeping up to date with something all counted as one word. They are not three words because they're hyphenated together, okay? Um, also, when we use things that go together, like, you know, the hospital bookshop or something, it becomes two words. It's not classed as one, one object, Okay, all right. So there's lots more I could probably tell you here, but right now I think that's enough for now. What I'd like you to understand is that yes, absolutely it's an informal test. Yes, you can use contractions and absolutely should. You should have used them if you haven't already. Okay, so give them a go, all right. If there's anything that's not clear from this podcast or you would just like to grab a session with me, you can do it's a money back guaranteed session. So if you're not happy in the first 30 minutes of our first session, can refund that to you straight away. And basically, the only thing I keep is the card payment fee, which has to go to the card payment provider, unfortunately. Nobody gets to keep that, only they do, all right? But I will be delighted to give you the money back if you need it, but nobody has so far because everybody has enjoyed the experience and learned a devil of a lot. That's a nice expression, okay? So look, everybody, I hope this has helped you. If it has, please let other people know. I want to get my podcast into as many people's hands as possible. 
I really, frankly speaking, just want to put this information out there, reach as many people worldwide. So thank you for helping me to do that. And if you'd like to buy me a cup of coffee as a one-off, you can do. That helps me keep making these podcasts totally free for you. If you prefer to be a regular sponsor, that's even better, okay? You can sponsor me for as little as just 99 cents. Yep, 99 cents a month, okay? Definitely less than the price of a cup of coffee, is that right? Okay, and that can really help make a difference too because there's so many of you here. So if everybody did that, that, you know, you would get a lot more content coming out from me for sure. I think it's very hard for me at the moment trying to balance everything, but I'm still here doing what I can. And thank you once again to the amazing sponsor in Japan. She's been amazing. And uh, our lovely, lovely doctor medic, he's going to be starting his uh, his free. He got six sessions, okay, sponsored sessions to improve his English further so he can go and be a medic to reach far more people worldwide than he currently can. He is absolutely over the moon, i got to say. He's a real great guy. So thank you on behalf of him to you for that support. And, you know, all I can say is you get what you believe in. So please, people, it's challenging. It's hard certainly hard for me at the moment, but keep believing in better and hopefully we will all reach it. Stay safe, take care, I'll see you soon. And sorry to interrupt at the very end here, just before I go, I would like to say a big thank you to all of you who listen to the podcast. Thank you for making it such a great show it is. I would like to also request something else. If you have found anything that I share with you here of help and benefit to you, and would like to support my free podcast to continue remaining free for you, please do consider donating via the link below. You can find it, buy me a coffee, and it enables me to continue doing these podcasts and also supporting those of you who cannot afford high-level coaching. It really does make a difference, and thank you in advance. Stay safe and keep going.